It's time for the big show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. Hello, everybody. I'm Andy Gallo. And I'm Country Jim. And we've got our guest. We've got Debbie Glenn with us. Debbie is the owner of Red Brick Tavern. Where's that? Shameless plug. That's uh, in Conroe, Texas. Downtown? Downtown, off the square just a little bit there. I play there every week. And uh, got some good uh, groceries, for sure. I've eaten there just many, many times. And yeah. so, had pizza last time I was there, and it was always good. I think probably the better better food than you can get at one of these joints, you know. So Yeah. We're known for our pizza. There you go. There you go. You now, know, uh, my, my friendship with Debbie for se- several years has really uh, nothing to do with why she's on here. Because if I were meeting her for the first time, just like you are, mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. still deserves to be on here. Yeah. But yeah. it's uh, it's kind of special to me because uh, she has really done a lot for me in playing live music mm-hmm. in her in her club. Right. I've been there for and, six and, years. And that's where I want to go with this because, you know, there's a lot of live venues, but what you do at the Red Brick Tavern is really unique. I mean, you have the live music and y'all do that, what, uh, two, three times a week or more? At least. Yeah. We grow songwriters. Yeah. Yeah. Jim's a transplant. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, you know, that's, you know, I think that's unique and I think that's yeah. really, I think that pulls people in for sure. Yeah. We like the story behind the song. Yeah. 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 Before we get to that, uh, I don't know so much, I know a little bit, about uh, her early uh, exposure to music and the people in her life or her parents, so I'd like for her to talk about that for a while. Mm-hmm. Let's do uh, that. Define a while, because that's a long story. Um, I'll try to give you the uh, short story long. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> well, I grew up loving music. Um I knew from a very young age that music was something I wanted to do. Um, At the age of seven or eight, I remember uh, them pulling me out of the congregation to help lead the invocation at Marsh Lane Baptist Church. And um, that that was in Dallas, Texas. Oh, kind of my stomping grounds. I um, dabbled in some pageants here and there. Was always a runner-up, never a winner. (laughs) At least that's what they tell me. And then. did had, your parents play or sing? No, not S- at all. Any siblings? No. Uh, my sister, my younger sister, does sing a little bit. She likes to sing, but no um, no foundation of a musical background when, when did family you, uh, members. When did you first pick up a guitar? Well, I didn't do that until I was in my 40s. It was uh, it was divorce therapy. Okay. Okay. So what did, you, did you play something before then? I or? played the piano growing up. Okay. And uh, mostly sang. Songwriting and singing was kind of my thing. Okay. And um, it's hard to write a song without uh, someone playing the notes. So I got to have a, yeah. I had a really good friend, um, uh, Jeremy, helped me, um, showed me one, four, five, you know, C, G, and D. And from there on out, um, that and a good capo got me a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, you've, had a, you've had a lot of people at the, well, tell me about the early days of, um, Red Brick. You did. You did not own a, a restaurant or a venue before Red Brick, right? Well, I'm an insurance by, uh, agent by trade and um, raised four children, and got very involved in the revitalization of downtown Conroe. And during that time, met some great people: uh, Leo Hewitt, uh, Mayor Metcalf, uh, J. Ross Martin. 
and um, we wanted to preserve the history. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't born here, but all of my children were. And I thought, you know, if we start tearing down all these buildings that just need a little TLC, pretty soon we're going to have all brand new buildings and I'm going to be driving by one of them and say, hey, honey, that's where XYZ used to be. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I got very interested in helping the old timers preserve Conroe. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, uh, J. Ross Martin um, became one of my very dear friends. And he took me under his wing. Um, was he a musician? Well, he was a cheerleader. Yeah. He's what I call a dreamer. Mm-hmm. And he's somebody that believes in you and pushes you to do things that you never thought you could or that you only dreamed you could. Mm-hmm. And um, him and my very dear friend, Martha Barnes, were my dreamers. Well, my mama too, but she's always been my dreamer. Yeah. But um, they've been the ones that kind of spurred me on into the music. But um, in meeting J. Ross, we got very interested in salvaging buildings downtown for retail. And, um, and that's little, gone really well, by the way. Oh, it's, you know, 20 yeah. years ago, people were laughing, and now they're like, how can I get one of these, you know? Yeah. But we bought a little building that was an old Tally's Domino Hall, yeah. and we had no aspirations of doing anything in it ourselves what we had aspirations were putting together a investment group to preserve old buildings and find the right retail retailers i guess and uh, a year after we had bought the old tally's domino hall it was still vacant and we couldn't find someone with enough money to do it right or someone with enough vision to do it right and so one day j ross walked into my office and plopped down in the seat in front of me and said what are we gonna do it's you know, taxes and insurance are due again. I said, oh, heck, just let's do it ourselves. And he just, with big old beaming eyes, all right, let's do it. And that's where Red Brick Tavern started. Wow. I got to meet him when I first started playing there. You know, still have that uh, mental image of him sitting at the corner of the bar. And I always suspected that when we would count the tip money that that $100 bill came from him. It absolutely did. (laughs) He did such cool things. He would go into Dugan or some of the um, lesser areas, and they'd be having a fish fry. And he'd buy $1,000 worth of fish fry tickets and not tell a soul and then just go give the fish fry tickets out to people in the community. Mm -hmm. He, He did so many things for people and never said a word, and he's a pillar of this community and it was my honor to be uh, his partner and, and and get to make one of his dreams come true. I, I know that he had always wanted to own mm-hmm. a bar mm-hmm. and I told him uh, I was raised Southern Baptist and uh, my dad just wouldn't have his daughter owning a bar. So we'd have to have a, an establishment that was mostly food with a bar. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And that, that's, yeah. I just, I love the place. I, you know, there's a, there's a saying about, um, uh, how to make a million dollars in music, in country music. And the answer to that is that you start with $2 million. That's right. <laughs> well, since inflation, I think it's three. And you lose a couple million. Yeah. And, yeah. You lose a couple million. And, uh, you really do. Uh, uh, Debbie has kept live music going there because she loves it. She loves the people that, that play 
uh, I don't want to get mushy, but she loves me and I love her. <laughs> well, you know, I, and I was going to say this, you know, the atmosphere, the first time I walked in there, which is, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe somebody, somebody told me, my son actually said, man, you need to eat at this place. It's called the Red Brick Tavern. And I thought it was the old Domino Hall, but I wasn't sure because I grew up here. So, uh, and I'm, I'm going, you know, this is, this looks familiar, you know? And so we went in there and ate my wife and I, we, and we're going, man, this is, so you, you definitely hit the mark for sure by opening up Red Brick Tavern for sure. Yeah. Well, I, I have it. to give the credit to the guys in the kitchen. They get there every morning at yeah. six thirty, and everything is prepped. Yeah. We don't buy frozen. Um, and you can everything tell. is oh, you, from, oh, you yeah. know, my grandma's recipes and some from, from other recipes that we've right. collected and right. they're um, definitely made with love. And it's not only the food, though, it's the people that you got there. Yeah. And I say working for you. I'm going to say working with you, really, because we're a team. Be, that, that's just it. Because if yeah. you've got people that do what these girls and guys do, you got to be it's got to be a team. You can't have, you know, people working for you because believe me, I've learned that a long time ago. You won't get nothing done, you know, if people are working for you. So you just, it, it's the people, too. Uh, not only the food, but the people and the atmosphere. And, and when, of course, when CJ's there, it's even better, you know. So, hey, you know. We, we try to build a culture where when someone mentions our name and they associate it with an employee, mm -hmm. that employee out in the community is proud that they work and that they are a team member and a family member at Red Brick Tavern. Yeah. You know, let's talk a little bit about. Let's go back. You talked about a songwriting. Uh, when did that? When did that all start? The songwriting thing. Well, for me, I've been writing poetry, and I wouldn't call it songs, but poetry mm -hmm. since I was in grade school. And um, you know, you sometimes think those are silly, and you move on. And uh, my mom didn't let me forget. <laughs> she collected all the pieces of paper, and they filled up a pretty large box. And so. Um, you know, um, that's cool. I, well, when did you, when, after you're writing that, it, it, it started out as poetry, but when did you say, Hey, this could be a song or, or maybe I'm going to, you know, see what I can do about making, making this into music. So I would say that probably where I started thinking I actually could write songs. Um, well, a, a couple things happened. Um, I, I went to Nashville to, uh, see, Tony Arata received the um, Songwriter Hall of Fame Award. He wrote The Dance and Dreaming With My Eyes Wide Open, and here I am. Um, and so I was up in Nashville for that event, and um, I drove out to my granddaddy's old place, trying to find it. You know, he just passed away. And I drove up into the old hills of New Shiloh, Tennessee, and uh, found his old home site, and it had just recently burned down. I um it, it it just it hit me, and so then I found the old river that he used to play in as a boy, and I uh, sat down on the banks of that river and just it just came out, it just flowed, and so I thought, well, this is cool, but you know, you're pretty, I'm pretty critical of my work, and so I kind of tucked it in another box and didn't say much, and then I had a couple of ideas, song ideas, and I reached out to a really good friend of mine, Mr. Uh, Tony Ramey. And Tony is, um, I think he's double platinum, eight gold at last count. He's written for... Who? Uh, who George, not? The, George Strait? Uh, well, he wrote for George Strait for eight years. He's been covered by um, Ray Price, Alabama, Aaron Watson, uh, Johnny Lee. I mean, just the 
the names are just heavy hitters. He's an amazing songwriter. He I've was playing it. our songwriter it. night. Yeah, I've seen him yeah. at Red Brick Tavern. Uh, it was it was really great. Yeah, I told him. I said, "Hey, Tony, I've got an idea for a song," and I told him, you know, pretty much the two lines, uh, two or three lines for the song. And he looked at me. He goes, "My goodness, Debbie, that's a great hook." <laughs> and so uh, we sat down and wrote that song, and I have written several since. Wow! And the uh, you want to say anything about Southern Disposition? Uh, oh my goodness! What should I say about that? Let me say it. <laughs> it's a well, really, <laughs> it's a really good band. I've seen them a number of times. You can see them uh, like once a month at, at Red Brick Tavern. Uh, she's taking them down to the island, some exotic place. I forget where all that it is. It was just Belize. Oh, okay. Well, that's, it's not a Mexican border town, right? It, it's deep down in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, We went down to play Jerry Jeff Walker's birthday party. Yeah. The last three years he was alive. We yeah. were very honored. Conrad Olson had been inviting me down for quite some time. He what was that place singing. you took me over in Louisiana at? Uh, oh, that's Bo's Extravaganza. I got to open for or play um, Bo's Extravaganza, which is John Schneider's birthday party. Yeah, oh, cool. And uh, yeah. then I Bo brought Duke. John Schneider over to uh, Main Street Crossing and opened up for him. And I've opened up for uh, Leroy Parnell. And who all has been in Red Brick? You don't have that much time in your <laughs> broadcast. Okay, well But then, some of my favorites would be right. uh, Tony Arada, yeah. who wrote The Dance for Garth Brooks. Uh, Fred Noblock, mm. pretty, uh, pretty cool writer. Mm-hmm. Um, Leroy Parnell, mm-hmm. uh, John Schneider, um, Julia Cole, um, Parker McCollum. Uh, like I said, we grow awesome. songwriters. Yeah. And it, is it true that Jim Sloan's there every Sunday doing the Sunday Gospel Brunch? I heard that. It's the best kept secret in Conroe. <laughs> okay, so so uh, before we run out of time, talk to me about the uh, the song that won the award. What was that best song of the year, or what was that? That was the CMA of Texas. Um, I think it was 2018 Female Songwriter of the Year. Yeah. Um, one of the first songs that I sat down and wrote, and I actually co-wrote it with Tony and submitted it into CMA of Texas, and it's called Getting Over You. Cool. And I uh, got a phone call a couple weeks later. They said, Miss Glenn, we really love your song. And I said, oh, thank you. <laughs> and she said, would you come play it at our award show? And I said, surely I would love to. Well, would you do it full band? Because it won an award. And I was very quiet there for a minute, and you, you just have to know the guys in my band. I was like, did Billy put you up to this? <laughs> She's like, no, who's Billy? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Billy well, Hillman. He's, why don't we uh, get an great. acoustic version? Can we do that? We yeah. can sure try. We'll yeah. give it a go.
at the bottom of a bottle another on the wall I go on and on and on till I hear that call I ain't getting anywhere getting no over you Debbie, we sure do appreciate you being on the podcast with us. Well, I sure do appreciate you having me. Uh, yeah, I will see you folks later. Adios, everybody. Thanks for listening to The Big Show with Andy Gallo and Country Jim. This has been a Unicap Media presentation.